Hi everyone, Amanda here, and this is Planned, Prepped, and Productive, the podcast where I'm helping moms ditch perfection and find peace through planning. This is episode 38, How to Foster Great Dinnertime Conversations. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This week we're talking all about dinnertime conversation. As we jump into it, let's face it, dinnertime with kids can be really, really tough. So usually in the hours leading up to dinner time, you've slaved away in the hot kitchen. Uh, you're probably being met with constant mommy this or mommy that, or, you know, endless screams and fighting from another room, uh, making the cooking process of dinner, anything but relaxing. Hopefully as you've listened and followed along with the podcast, you have learned a few tools and strategies that have helped you to streamline the preparation portion of dinner time. And if you're new to the podcast, be sure and scroll the archives because I've got loads of resources uh, to help you make making dinner easier and less stressful. Um, but what about when the meal prep is over and you're finally actually sitting down at the table to eat? Does it get better for you then? For many of you, I'm guessing it doesn't. And I'm guessing that because I know for me for a long time when I sat down to dinner, it didn't get better. Um, Because once you're sitting down at the table is when the food fights begin. You know, the won't you please just at least taste your chicken. Um, It's also when you expect your kids to sit down and enjoy their dinner so you can sit down and enjoy your dinner. Um, but chances are the little ones are getting up a hundred times or hanging from the curtains. Maybe that's just me, um, still poking each other and it's hard to find any peace in this scenario. Um, in fact, I, I find it funny because I always notice how incredible mealtime can be when I get a much needed date night with my husband and realize, you know, that we can actually hold an adult conversation over dinner and it's quite nice. Uh, but the thing is that I've I've realized is that I could wait around for my kids to get older and for the dinnertime conversation to naturally get better because of their age. But I decided I'm not really okay with that. And I want to make dinner times better now. I know that you too don't want to spend your entire meal times nagging and yelling, but you've probably just unknowingly created that habit. And now you don't know how to get out of it. So Um, I know I created some mealtime habits that I didn't like unknowingly. And what I'm sharing in this episode is how we're working as a family to get out of these habits and create better habits. Uh, The first thing that I've done and that I hope you can do is to stop stressing about what your kids are eating. I know this is stressful and really tough moms. I know you're concerned about your kids' growth, about their health, about their nutrition, and that concern is so good. You're a good mom, so of course you're concerned and worried. But the thing that many moms don't realize is that how much or what their kids eat is not within their control. And this, moms, is also a good thing. Kids need to learn to listen to their own bodies and to decide if or how much to eat intuitively to keep themselves healthy. That is not our job. Um, We've talked about it before, but I thought this episode was the perfect time to talk again about the division of responsibility at mealtime. This is from Ellen Satter. If you want to look more into it, and I'll post a resource so that you can read about it if you want. But the basic idea here is that it is your job as the parent to decide when and what you are serving 
It's your kid's job to decide if and how much they will eat. And it's that simple. So again, I know that you're so worried that your kid will starve if they skip dinner. And please keep in mind that if you have an extremely picky child who is not growing or who is losing weight, that there may indeed be a problem and you may need to work with a feeding therapist. But for most kiddos, the ups and downs of eating are totally normal and everything's going to be fine. You keep deciding when and what, and they'll keep deciding if and how much. And before we dive more into the topic of dinnertime conversation, uh, let's take a minute to talk about boundaries. Boundaries are so important and will make your mealtime so much happier. So maybe you aren't comfortable sending your kid to bed without eating dinner when they choose not to eat. That's just fine, but set some kind of a boundary anyway. So maybe the boundary is that they can choose to eat dinner or they can choose to eat plain bread. Try not to make the alternative very fun or they'll consistently skip dinner. But the point here is that you have to choose what you're comfortable with, um, but you also have to be consistent and follow through. And this will make dinner time a lot more manageable over time. Okay, so now that we've had that conversation, um, talking about the things that cause many, many parents so much drama and frustration at mealtime, Um, It's time to shift the conversation into dinnertime conversation Uh, because you're choosing now to give up your stress about what and how much your child is eating. You now are going to have so much more time at the dinner table to just chat. I do have an episode from a while back all about family mealtime, and I'll drop that link in the show notes below. But speaking of family mealtime, a lot of parents get really hung up on kind of this perfectionist idea of family mealtime, meaning putting a hot homemade meal on the table every night. And while this is great when possible, it sort of misses the point. Uh, The many, many benefits of family mealtime come from the togetherness factor. Uh, But the thing is, many parents are spending so much time stressed about what everyone is eating or burned out from cooking that there is very little actual conversation happening at all at mealtime. I know I've had many silent meals or meals where all I've done is nag my children, but we haven't actually talked. And if this is the case with you, you might as well be eating all by yourself, which, you know, you probably want to be doing at times, right? (laughs) And if it's the conversation that's important, then it's totally cool to gather around the pizza that you bought or grilled cheese sandwiches. No need to have the perfect meal here, okay? Another thing that I want to chat about is that if you have small kids, the conversation part of mealtime doesn't really come naturally. Like we kind of talked about, you're probably spending a lot of time helping your kids, filling up their drinks, getting more of this or more of that. And the conversations that little kids are interested in don't necessarily just come to us as parents, right? I hear that conversations with teens are just about as unnatural, although I don't have that experience yet. Anyway, so for this episode, I wanted to go through the three questions that we're asking at our dinner table every night, regardless of age. And then I'll dive into some questions that you can ask your kids based on their age level. As a bonus, I'll also throw in some questions for adults or for empty nesters or or married couples without kids that you might want to try out as well. I've gone ahead and created a download with all of these questions sorted into category based on the ages that you have in your home. 
I'm not actually going to go through every single question on the podcast because I've created 40 questions for you, but I'm just going to talk about kind of the types of questions to ask each age group. And then you can go ahead and download from the link in the show notes to have all the questions that I came up with to use in your own home. And you can try those out and naturally you're going to come up with some ideas of your own. Asking questions at mealtimes might seem just a little bit contrived at first. I know that when I started this, I honestly did it out of boredom one night, but I was shocked at how much my five-year-old loved it. And now she reminds us every night at dinner that we are supposed to talk. And often she's the one coming up with the questions for us. It's the sweetest thing. This small shift at dinner time has honestly made a world of difference in how much peace we feel at mealtime. And I hope that if you try it out, that you feel the same way. Let's dive into the three questions to ask your family every single night at dinner. Uh, the first question is, what was your favorite part of the day? I think this is just a great way to get to know your kids, get to know what things they love, and to just see them light up at the exciting parts of their day. The second question we ask is, what was something that was hard about today? And this question is important. I like to ask this to give my kids the opportunity to share their struggles and their trials and to show them that I, as their parent, am a safe place for them to come with anything that they might be going through. Um, and if you kind of create this environment at mealtime, they'll always know that they have a safe space and environment to talk with people that they need every single night. They know that they're going to have that opportunity. And obviously, you'll also create that relationship where they feel comfortable talking to you anytime. The third question I like to ask is, what are you grateful for today? Gratitude is so important and it can be a little challenging, you know, to teach your children to maybe start a gratitude journal. So this is just a good way to get them thinking um, about what they do have to be grateful for and kind of fostering a habit of gratitude in young kids. So those are the three questions that regardless of age, you can ask every single night. So now let's kind of dive into the different ages and what kind of dinnertime conversations might work well. So in my house, we've got all toddlers and preschoolers. So our dinnertime conversations are pretty silly, to be honest. Uh, we ask questions like, if you had a superpower, what would it be and why? Or what's your favorite animal and why? Or if you could only eat one dessert for the rest of your life, what would it be? Uh, things like this, just really basic questions that let them use their imagination. And it's really fun to see what they come up with. And they love to see their parents uh, playing and pretending like they do. Let's move up to older kids. Honestly, most of these questions could be used for any age group, but when we're moving into older kids, you can ask questions that are maybe just a little bit deeper. You could ask questions like, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Kind of getting at what your kids' hopes, dreams, and aspirations are. You could also ask them, if you could make three wishes, what would they be and why? Again, this is kind of getting at those desires. Uh, you can also ask, you know, silly, fun questions to your older kids, too. One that I really like is if you could choose, would you rather be a princess or a mermaid for girls or a prince or a pirate for boys? Um, I kind of like these would you rather questions because it's fun to see them learn to debate and argue what they would choose. OK, so now moving into teens, when thinking about teens, um, I think it's fun to give them the opportunity to 
maybe share some of what they like about how the household is run, but maybe even what they would change. So you could ask them if you could change any of the family rules, what would you change and why? You can also get at what's going on in their school life or with their friends by asking, what's the hardest part about school right now? Don't shy away from fun questions with your teens either. Um, Maybe ask them what celebrity or character from a movie they would like to meet. When moving into questions you could ask your partner, I like to use this opportunity to, you know, just get to know what they like in a relationship. And you can do this no matter how long you've been together. I know that in my case, my husband and I have both changed and evolved and the answers to these questions change over time. So it's good to just check in um, and ask. I like to ask things like, would you prefer a relaxed vacation or a sightseeing packed trip and why? And you can get at this hypothetically. And also if you've got some real trips to plan, it's also fun to ask them, you know, what's your idea of the perfect day or or how can I best help you to be happy? Questions like this uh, with your spouse can really help you bond and not just have mundane meals, but gives you the chance to kind of date your spouse at home at dinner time. Okay, like I said, I just went through a few of the questions you could ask each age group here, but if you hit the printable guide, you'll get 10 questions for each age group to get your mind thinking. And like I said, as you start implementing this with your family, uh, you might be surprised at how excited people get and they'll just start coming up with their own questions. And you'll start to have really fun conversations at dinner where you get to know your kids and each other better. This alternative to the nagging mealtimes where you spend the entire time just begging them to eat um, will really show you that there is a better way and that mealtime can be enjoyable regardless of what ages of kids you're dealing with. So hopefully you found this episode helpful and you are on your way to some awesome dinnertime conversations soon. Next week, my baby girl turns two years old. I can't believe it. So in celebration, I have got a fun episode for you on how you can use meal prep to make a birthday cake and to make that process easier and more doable and less stressful. It's going to be a good one. And I hope you tune in until next week. Happy dinnertime conversation and happy planning.